This is the Sportzilla Show. Where'd you go to college? Syracuse? I'm not even going to come in here and just have an easy day. Just wondering if Sportzilla is going to be on. Rain, we know the Knicks are a dumpster fire. Uh Uh-oh, Matt's talking about the Patriots again. Can't wait. It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio and twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk. Here's Rain and Matt. So I I have a piece of audio that I would like to play before we do anything else today. Glue guy, can I have some access for that? Are you ready? Not even going to say hi. Listen to us on your smart speaker. You want to hear what she said again? Yes, please. Listen to us on your smart speaker. I got to remember to do this on a more regular basis. Remind everybody that you can enable and open the skill if you have the Amazon Alexa device. ESPN Syracuse or ESPN Utica Rome is what you are enabling and opening. You can also stream on the websites. ESPN Syracuse and ESPNUR.com. There's a free app for ESPNUR. Uh, you can go to the main ESPN app under the regional tab. That's another way to listen, of course, on the airwaves. Syracuse and Oswego at 97.7 and 100.1. And Utica Rome at 96.5 FM. Uh, both... Both of those stations all across Central New York will have Yankees on deck tonight, so we get to talk about a team that's playing terribly. Yay. You happy about that? Uh, not really, no. I told you earlier, and I'll say it again, and we'll discuss this throughout the course of the afternoon as the Sports Illustrated show is on the air here on ESPN Radio, but Aaron Boone needs to go in old school and flip a table. Get a bat, bust a water cooler, uh, I guess crack some skulls, metaphorically speaking. Not literally, that would be a problem. But just get in there and, and get fired up like Labor Torres did the other day when he was smashing stuff a la Paul O'Neill in the dugout. That's what you got to do. Send a message. Will that change anything, though, for this Yankees team not hitting? Yeah, probably not. Okay. You listen, but it would make the team feel better? He was making more solid contact with whatever he was smashing in the dugout the other day than they've done on the field. It's been That's terrible. It's emba- it was an embarrassment what happened in Detroit. It's one thing against Tampa. That's at least a good baseball team. But I don't want to go off right now. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Matt Page, the glue guy. I'm Rain. This is the Sports Show. We're also up on Q Sports Talk on Twitch.tv. We've got to get a Twitch poll going, or is there one already? Uh, no, but is, is it Monday or is it Tuesday? It is uh, Tuesday. We both... Are we really going to do this? Yes, we have to. We're, we're going to divulge this. We could have just done the entire show and nobody needed to know that we both literally. Yeah, but I'm still struggling with it, whether it's Monday or Tuesday. So, But that's the point. We both undertook an action where we thought it was Monday, even though it's Tuesday. And you know it's Tuesday after Memorial Correct. Day. But we still did that. What did you do? Uh, I renamed a folder. Uh, it's supposed to be with today's date, which I did. But I put Monday instead of Tuesday. And what did, what did I say to you today when I walked in? I'll even, I'll even divulge this on the air. Uh, I don't remember what you said. I rolled in and I was like feeling office space. Yes. I was like, I don't even want to be here today because it feels like a Monday on a Tuesday. Then And then as I turned the corner, I realized that we got a new printer. Uh, there's one in Syracuse as well. A br- well, okay, so the company got one yes. in the Syracuse office too. So I realized we have a new printer and I like... As I'm walking by, I distanced myself from it because... It's so new. Anything... No, I, I don't work well in the office setting. That's where they put me in studios. And I'm like, oh, I, I'm going to mess this thing up. I'm like afraid to make copies. Like, I'm that guy. Wait, I have to scan this into this thing, and then I have to How? send an email. And then I go, Matt, can you come help me? All, always, always. It's usually what happens to me. And I'm not a total boomer, but I feel like one. I'm just afraid of office equipment. Yeah, we both had a case of the Mondays on a Tuesday and Memorial Day weekend. And then I just thought you just told me that they're going to give us another three-day weekend around July 4th. That's correct. Oh, that's going to be a Tuesday on July 6th, isn't it? Yeah. 
Oh, I'm already dreading that day. I better have to make any copies that day. That's going to be a problem. I'm going to be office space in the, the thing out in the middle of a field across from the parking lot. Please don't. Playing some, some gangster rap and uh, just letting my frustrations out. But I always see that in Family Guy, if you remember the parody of that. All right, I guess can we officially settle in now? Are we good that it's a Tuesday? Or are we going to forget this for the rest of the next two hours? Uh, probably we'll forget. ESPN Radio Sports Illa Show. Boston College overwhelmed Syracuse. Uh, that's the word I saw in the media. They beat them. Uh, yeah, women's lacrosse team runner-ups this year in the NCAA title game. 16-10 final score. Finished the season 17-4. to Can I play a piece of audio for me that really stuck out, though? Please. It, it was an incredible season under crazy pandemic circumstances. Uh, and we all know, you know, some of the key players that got us there. But this, it was gut-wrenching at the end. And you know what I'm going to play. Asa Goldstock, who said this after they lost. Um, uh, all I ever wanted was to play lacrosse at Syracuse. And I just leave this place feeling so happy and honored. And I... um. Or maybe I'll cement my place in the record books, but I just, there's nothing, nothing I could say. I just, I love this place and I love playing here and I love playing for my coach and I love wearing my number and I, I just love it so much and I feel so grateful and I want like the next generation of kids to come to Syracuse to understand like how great it was and how great it is to be there and I just feel so honored to wear this jersey and be on this team and to have another year to do it. It's really hard, but I'm very grateful. Besides all the numbers, it doesn't mean anything to me just being on my team. If uh, you're Coach Gate and you don't have that video on your phone on your next recruiting trip, I don't know. You don't need to do anything else. It's funny. I was thinking the same exact thing. If you want a recruit to come here and what it means to wear orange, have her speak. Hey, Coach is here. Oh, hey, what's going on? Nice to meet you. I was wondering if you wanted to play uh, lacrosse, Syracuse. Here, watch this. This is what it means. 45 seconds later. I they're composing a tweet. I would just like to announce that I have committed to Syracuse University to play women's lacrosse because that's awesome. That's real. You have seen that with Serena. You have seen that with Naomi. You have seen and I'm just naming some other ladies, but you have seen that with a lot of athletes. You just have to accept that the new normal and something that has really come out of this pandemic is people are addressing their humanity, mental health, their mental health. It's a big deal. It does matter. Those of you that poop want it, you're wrong. Everybody has a bad day once in a while. You do. And it's okay if some are more comfortable addressing it than others. But there is always somebody out there that cares and wants to hear about it. And she that that's like therapy. That was a cathartic session for her. That was letting out five years of emotions. And I'm glad that she did it. You know, same. I think everybody needed to hear that. It was a great season. There's nothing to hang your head about. If you played for the Syracuse women's lacrosse team, Lemoyne's men won their sixth national championship, 12 to six, a 15 and 0 record. Absolutely remarkable. I do have a piece of audio I want to play in relation to that in just a little while. So I wanted to put that out there. I got to get through the game plan. So let's do that. We've got uh, Spencer Davidson with our kerfuffle today because it's Tuesday. <laughs> it's that's not, correct. It's not <laughs> Monday because, oh, that's the other thing. I had an old guest list uh, from a previous Monday in our, in our notes for the Sports Illustrated show. Yeah. That threw you off too, didn't it? It did. You're like, wait a minute. What? Oh my God. I'm like, why are we speaking to Alex Khan? There was no UFC event over the weekend. What's, why Why are we doing this? That's right. Because nothing was updated for the right day. Uh, sound check's going to hit you at 2.30. You're killing me, Smalls. It's reporters. It is reporters. And we work with a couple reporters, but that's all right. 
it's not them. It's all the rest of the reporters. That's correct. There's bad reporters and there's good reporters. And I think we'll tar- target some of the bad reporters and some nonsense that's going on. And it pertains to the mental health aspect and the humanity aspect of these athletes. And uh, a lot of it, what's going on in the NBA, but it's spilling out into other areas because everybody's acting a fool. Now that you can go back to sporting events. In the second hour, uh, we got Tim Roy, the voice of the Golden State Warriors. With the NBA playoffs going on, why not talk to somebody that works in the NBA? Jason Fitz uh, should be taking our call at 315, as he does on Tuesdays. Thank you. Still, Thank it's, you. It, it's Tuesday, not Monday. Uh, odds makers today, we've got some odds, that we're, percentages we're going to put on some stuff for you at about 330. All right, I'm good if you are. Sure, let's do this. I think I laid everything out. I, I think I've wrapped my head around the fact that it's Tuesday. And not Monday. That really has messed me up today. Yeah, it has me too. It's, it's not the first three-day weekend I've ever experienced in my professional life in broadcasting. But it's it's weird today. I think it's because you weren't on point. So it just threw you off too? It's your fault. I'm just that way I yes. can blame it on you. Thank you. I just absorbed your confusion. And we can now have Does It Matter on the air. Let's go. Does it matter? It's the SportsZilla Show with Rain and Matt on ESPN Radio and twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk. Does it matter? Does it matter that show, bro? Michael91, subscribe for three months. Nice. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate that. Nice having you here. It, it's nice to see some of the kind of K-Rock peeps kind of in the in the sports talk world, too. Agreed. And go, it's all right to be diversified in your life and have a whole bunch of different interests. I like to rock, but I like my sports. And here we are. Uh, is there a Twitch poll up yet? Not yet. We, we got to get that going. We got to come up with one. Hmm. Is it that? Matt's fault that Rain thought it was a Monday? That's a good one. Yeah. Um, is it Matt's fault? Yes, it's Matt's fault. It's definitely Matt's fault. Most assuredly, it is Matt's fault. And clearly, it's Matt's fault. Those can be your answer choices. And then put other. And, and then other. Yeah. <laughs> All of the above, none of the above. What's your next question? Does it matter that the Yankees have looked awful? Yeah. They've got to, as I addressed a few minutes ago... I'm not joking when I say that Aaron Boone does not seem to have the personality where he's going to go in there and peel the paint off the walls, but something's got to give. Cashman did that a couple years ago where he came in and kind of ripped him a new you-know-what, and that needs to happen again. Moves need to happen, and it's not just my opinion. Everybody that covers the team, baseball writers, baseball experts, analytics guys are getting hated on by those going, we've gone a little bit too far with this. Every decision you make in managing or constructing a baseball team cannot be based on analytics. You have to have a little bit of feel in there. You would be remiss if you neglected to incorporate some of the analytics because clearly that information can help you, right, if you're smart. And if you analyze it and then apply it accordingly, you can help yourself win some baseball games. But sometimes when you do take the human element or human factor out of this, sometimes what you see with your eyes is okay because there's instances where I think both are wrong. Just because a, a computer spits out a number doesn't mean that's necessarily how that particular at bat and that particular game at that particular time is going to happen, right? Strange things happen. Uh, yeah, everyone's human, so obviously there's going to be good days and bad days, so the computer doesn't account for those bad days. You can't account for a guy that plays in Tampa Bay with no media and no pressure to a guy that plays in New York under the umbrella of the Yankees in New York City. With and, all the pressure. And that type of pressure. So what a computer spits out, it doesn't apply because you don't know if the guy's feeling anxiety or he's nervous or if he can handle that type of environment. Or if there's things going on in his personal life that's affecting on-field play. And, you know, certain teams might handle a situation a certain way 
but there could be individuals within said team that aren't. So you don't really know, and there's a lot of variables in that. Does it matter on the Sports Illustrated Show at ESPN Radio? What's the next question? Uh, we got a Twitch poll finally. Good. Whose fault is it that Rain thinks it's Monday? Matt, the calendar, Rain and Rain's alone, or Polly's? It's Polly. No, no, all right, we can play Polly. I voted for me. If Polly's an option, I will. Hmm. All right, wait, I have to think about this. Okay. I haven't officially placed my vote yet, but all I'm, right. I'm going to have to do that. So while you do that. This might be on you. Okay. Next question. Does it matter that the Knicks have lost by double digits these last two games? Yeah, and uh, Julius Randle is underperforming. Other guys have to step up. I I was okay with 2-1 to one when they didn't answer in game four, and they're now down 3-1. to one. That's making me a little bit nervous. I want to believe that they can come back and make this, you know, take this to a game seven, but I don't know. You, you've got to see how they respond tomorrow night. Uh, if Julius, Julius is somebody that is not performing under the playoff pressure where others are. And, I, and I'm not quite sure why. It's really, it's really concerning to be perfectly honest. He is, he has been facilitating, which is a positive sign, but he's just not hitting shots, which is something that he was doing. He was clutch. So it, it's a concern. Um, a lot of things need to change. Uh, Atlanta's a good team. You, you can't discount that. They made the playoffs for a reason. You're still having some issues containing Trey Young. Yep. Uh, that's clearly a problem. Uh, who else? Bullock is not shooting the way he did in the regular season. Who was, I mean, he was the go-to guy for Julius. If Julius wasn't taking the shot, he would defer. Knicks are also dealing with injuries as well. Yeah, there is also that too. Hmm. Next question. Can I ask you one? Sure. Does it matter that the Nets are going to demolish the Celtics and end their season? Oh, man, you skipped over the good question, but okay. Go ahead. What is it? Uh, Does it matter that Randall was averaging 24 and 10 in the regular season, but now 17 points and 11 boards? Well, yeah, just I kind of feel like that was addressed. It's just not the same player in every every aspect. And mentally, he's not the same player. There's you don't feel that sense of confidence. There's trepidation now where there wasn't before. And I think that's his biggest problem. If he can get out of his own head, he's going to be fine. But clearly, he he just hasn't been able to do that. And talking about the Celtics and Nets, unfortunately, I think it does end tonight. I think the Nets win and move on. Yes. Yes. Does it matter that a C's fan was arrested for throwing a water bottle at Kyrie, though? Uh, Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Good. Get him out of there. And he's also banned from TD Garden, by the way. Cole Buckley, 21, arrested, charged with assault and battery uh, by means of a dangerous weapon for throwing a water bottle at Kyrie Irving. Uh, It's amazing. That grazed his head, too, by the way. It's amazing to me that people... We're then talking about the fact, and even KG jumped up and was like, oh, but he stepped on the logo. Who cares? Why are you defending a logo that gets stepped on throughout the game? It, whether he did that or not, yeah. Was it immature for Kyrie to do that? But that has nothing to do with a separate incident, which if if that's the guy's reasoning, once again, he's in the wrong for throwing the bottle of water. And at 21, you've made a decision. If you're a diehard Celtics fan, you can't go watch them at their home arena anymore. You played yourself. You played yourself. It's just stupid. Uh, this is not being allowed back into arenas is not licensed to act a fool like this. Flip it. If that was you, would you want somebody who you have no idea where it's coming from throws a full water bottle at your head? Would you want someone coming to your job and throwing a water bottle at you? Yeah. Um, what do you do for a living? Pick, picture yourself on the job. Some random dude that just is upset with you throws a water bottle at you. I your come head. to you work and throw a water bottle, water bottle at you. Do you like it? Probably not. Please don't throw a water bottle at me. Are you setting Why? me up? Why? Does it matter that Matt has a water bottle in his hand? If you're not on Twitch, made you look, does he actually have a water bottle in the studio? Interesting. Or does he not have a water bottle in the studio? It's one reason to subscribe like Michael did. 
three months. He's locked in. We appreciate that. Cheap pop. Who won the Twitch poll? Is it still up? It's still up. It's still running. A few more minutes. Yes. Any more questions? And does it matter? Does it matter that Naomi Osaka uh, withdraws from the French Open due to mental health and anxiety? Uh, due to speaking from the media after performances. She said that you, that's all she wants to do is play. Correct. She, she doesn't want to deal with the rest of it. And I don't blame her. Me neither. I mean, if you have a bad performance, do you want to go ask questions about it? You know you performed badly. You played badly. I wouldn't want to have to do that. But there is the professional aspect of where it, it's part of the gig and you have to be accountable. Yep. But you're also only a human being. That's a tough situation to be in. What do you do? Uh, she was also fined $15,000 for skipping the mandated media session. That's just pocket change at this level of tennis that it's I oh, don't for sure, but it's just it's garbage that she gets fined for, you know, not doing so. Yeah, symbolically that's a terrible look. Um talk to her first before you automatically find her. I mean, I assume they attempted to, but that, should they have to talk to the media? Uh as a journalist, yeah, you would love them to. But do they have to? Probably not. Ask one question and move on. Feels like there's a lot more people on her side of this than than the other side of this that are looking out for. Martina uh, Martina Navratilova offered support. Yep. Many others have offered support. It's an overwhelming situation to have to be in, especially if you're not comfortable with it and you hang, have anxiety. Uh, the bottom line is continue to play great tennis, and I think she'll be able to move on. It's not going to become that big of an issue. You're just going to have to accept that that's the way it is with her. It's bad for the sport of tennis that she had to withdraw. Yeah, that's worse, that she didn't play in the tournament. Let's pause right there. Let's get Spencer Davidson on. We'll bring our kerfuffle on to ESPN Radio. It's the SportsZilla Show with Rain and Matt. <coughs> get the f*** away from me. Okay, this has gone well. All right, should we take some calls? Let's take some calls. It's time for Bi-Weekly. Can't wait. With WKTV Sports Director Spencer Davidson. Spencer, welcome uh, to the kerfuffle. So what's up with these fans and everything that they're doing? Has common sense gone out the window? Is it cabin fever? What are some of the reasons that it seems like more fans than ever are interrupting sporting events with boneheaded behavior? Yeah, I think it's just a people, people being out of practice. Clearly they forgot how to act in public. I mean, we were holed up in our houses for so long. They forgot what was appropriate. And, uh, and, you know, and, and then at the same time, I think some people now that they are starting to get some of their, you know, uh, normal lives back, they're starting to feel a little, little entitled because you know they 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 didn't have any power uh over the past year or so and and so now they're trying to overcompensate so it's it's look it's it's annoying because so far the nba and the nhl playoffs have been fantastic and you know these distractions you know just just trying to take away from these games and i'd rather just be talking about the games and not have to talk about you know stupid fans doing stupid things so um, it's, it's irritating and I wish people would just, you know, uh, try to behave a little bit and act like adults, but, uh, apparently that's too much to ask. Yeah. Glue guy, let's break this down a little bit. I mean, as a Celtics fan, were you embarrassed by your fan base throwing a bottle of water at Kyrie, regardless of whether or not he stepped on the logo? Uh, I, I was, uh, I definitely felt like it wasn't, it wasn't right to him as a person. And look, uh, we've all criticized Kyrie, Kyrie Irving at one point or another, but it, it didn't make any sense for that fan to do so. I understand he left the team. I understand he said he was going to be a, a Celtic for quite a while when he joined the team, and he lied. So what? He's a person at the end of the day. Spencer. 
Yeah, I just, I don't get it. I mean, people get so angry about, you know, things that happen, you know, in the sports world that they forget that these people are human beings outside of the sports world as well. And what gives you the right to throw a water bottle at somebody simply because they left your team? I mean, if you really think about it, it's extremely childish and it's embarrassing on your part that you're so mad that a human being decided to take a job somewhere else that you're going to throw stuff at them. I mean, you saw with Islanders fans and John Tavares. I mean, really, in the grand scheme of life, it's not that big of a deal. You can boo the guy as, you know, it's all in good fun, boo the guy because he left. But, you know, when you go too far, it's like, get over it, guys. I mean, I get it. Look, I'm a huge sports fan. I've had players that I can't stand. But, like, (laughs) I'm not going to try to assault the person because I don't like them on the court or the field or the ice. It's just, it's ridiculous, and it's embarrassing. And, you know, when it happened at MSG, uh, you know, against Trey Young, you know, because you don't want that to represent, you know, the fan base that, you know, you're a part of. So it's just, you know, people need to get over it and just enjoy the sports and stop making themselves a part of it. And I just find it fascinating how Kevin Garnett was furious that Kyrie Irving stopped on the logo. What happens throughout a game? The logo is always getting stopped on. Yeah, and here's the thing. Like, there's a superstition in hockey locker rooms that you don't step on the logo. So if you go into the locker room and you step on the logo, um, you know, that's on the floor in the middle of the locker room typically, that's a sign of disrespect. Now, granted, yeah, of course, it was a sign of disrespect. But like you just said, Matt, it's the middle of the court. People are stepping on it all the time. And again, yeah, it's it, like I can understand why you're angry about Kyrie doing that, but like, get like, like you know, like don't throw a water bottle at him. What gives you the right to do that? You know, I mean, just because you're angry at somebody, you're going to throw a water bottle at him because they stepped on a on paint on a court. Like, let's let's be honest here. You know, you guys know what a big sports fan I am. You guys are big sports fans, but let's be honest here. It's not that big of a like. It's not warranted to try to hurt somebody because they stepped on a logo at center court. Come on, guys. The let's, only, let's get it together. The only positive out of this is it gives us a kerfuffle in sports to talk about a, a brouhaha. And uh, by the way, Kyrie Irving wins if you get upset about him stepping on the logo. He did that for a reason, and you reacted. Yeah. You played yourself, KG. Yeah. Rent-free, as they say. Spencer Davidson's with us here at ESPN Radio on the Sports Illustrated Show. So let's stay on the subject of basketball. Can the Knicks come back and win, realistically? Um, they... <sighs> They have, listen, they have made themselves an attractive destination, and I think that the narrative all year was, and I agree with this because I've said this, they're just not quite there yet. And I've been fair about that. You have. You have. I, have I have been honest about that. I've tried to remove my fandom and my emotion from it and just look at the team. They're a player or two away, but the, the pieces are there now. Now their season's not over. They could pull off a miracle and take this to seven and win it. I just don't see it happening right now. Yeah, and and you know, along those lines, right? I mean, you know, the fact that we're even talking about the New York Knicks being a player or two away from really competing, like if you would have said at the beginning of the season that we'd be here right now talking about this team being a player or two away, I would have said absolutely sign me up. So, you know, it's hard to be too upset as a Knicks fan right now because this has been the most exciting year in nearly a decade for Knicks fans. And, yeah, now I think that we're on the map where, okay, guys might consider coming here, you know, playing here, teaming up with some of the guys on the team. You've got the core in place. You know, that being said, um, you know, this is a pretty bad hole for this year. Um, You know, and they've just been completely outplayed in in every aspect of the game. Um, I'm hoping that they have a good showing tomorrow at the Garden, at least, 
you know, win one more in front of the home fans, bring it back to Atlanta. Um, but I'll tell you what, if they do pull off this miracle, circle today's news about what Clint Capella said, um, because that will be a driving force if they do somehow rally and come back. I don't see it happening, but if they can pull it off, you know, Clint Capella is going to be feeling pretty stupid and he's going to deserve all the heat that he gets because he's flapping his mouth a little bit too much right now. And and I'm kind of hoping that they can wipe the smug smile off his face if we're being honest. Yeah, don't give bulletin board material. If a ship is sinking, just let it sink. Why are you doing that? You're trying to patch up the boat almost. You're playing with your food. So we're talking to Spencer Davidson once again here on ESPN Radio. Uh, we've got a further analysis of the NBA playoffs with a voice, the Golden State Warriors, about 3 o'clock. Tim Roy will be joining us in just a little bit. Let's flip to the Yankees, though, right now. Little guy, we've got to ask Spencer about them. Spencer, why are the Yankees so bad lately? They lose the series against Detroit, get swept by them, and now they're going against Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, I mean, their guys in the batter's box, have just been lost all year, underperforming. I mean, on paper, this lineup, one through nine, should be one of the best, if not the best, batting lineups in, in the league. And, I mean, they are just – like, they just don't show up. And the thing that bothers me is the lack of emotion, the lack of, of, of visible frustration. Let, I mean, me, tell, let me stop you right there. Except for Glaber. Let me stop you right there. Well, I was going to say that, yeah. I'm going to throw some receipts at you with some daunting numbers that are going to back up the point that you're going to continue momentarily. Chris Stacy with NYY Sports Talk that we have on regularly on the Sportsilla Show. Last seven games, key players sent to the injury list for the Yankees two. Times a player was used outside of their primary position, 10. Errors committed by the team, seven. Average runs scored, 1.9. Losses to garbage teams, three. Overall losses, six. Games dropped in the American League East, five and a half. Players, coaches, managers held accountable, zero. 46% ground ball rate, 26 outs on the bases, 51 double plays, and a slugging percentage in the month of May, three. 57. Hold on, I'm not done. Garbage. They've scored 100 runs in the month of May. It's the fewest amount of runs they have scored in that month since 1974. Wow. The Yankees, I'll give you one more little uh, list of numbers that will make your jaw drop. They've made the playoffs 56 times in their history. How does this year's current 2021 team stack up against them? Batting average is at 230. That would be last. Their on-base percentage is 317. Would be second to last. Slugging percentage, 372. That's last. OPS, 690. That's last. OPS plus, 96 if you want to dive further into analytics, which is second to last. What do all those numbers mean to you, Spencer, to further your point? Yeah, it's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's flat-out embarrassing. And, And to me... The the best moment of the last week for the Yankees has been when Glaber Torres lost it in in the dugout because, like, come on guys, like we need to see some of that fire, man. I mean, you know these guys continuously say, you know, we just got to figure it out. We just you know we've got to, we've put some good at bats together. We just got to be more consistent. And we'll break out of this. But at some point, you got to just snap a little bit and be like, all right, this is enough. Like we are not getting it done. This is enough. And 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 I'll move it I, I mean. It's just, 
it's it's just the lack of fire. You know, I feel like we've come a long way since the savages in the box from a couple of years ago, and it's just embarrassing. I mean, to have that few runs when you have, you know, guys like Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton who's come back in the lineup, and even DJ LeMahieu, you know, isn't, isn't where he nearly where he was last year. So, you know, it's just there's got to be a spark somewhere, guys. There's got to be something that fuels you because right now it just looks like, you know, you're kind of like, eh, you know, this is this is what's happening. I guess, you know, we'll hopefully figure it out at some point. It's just not acceptable for the Yankees. And you know something? I think you were nice in your assessment. Yeah. I think you could be more harsh. Uh, look for some moves to be made. They just about have to at this point. On paper, this roster shouldn't suck this bad, uh, but it's been long enough. And you've seen it in in waves this year. You know, it happened earlier in the year. They seem to fix things, but here it is rearing its ugly head again. And you're playing a couple of the best teams in the league right now. You got Tampa, then you got Boston. Uh, this could go from bad to worse really fast for the Yankees. We'll stop right there. Thanks for giving us uh, some time and another kerfuffle. Spencer Davidson with ESPN Radio and the Sportzilla Show. Soundcheck is next. And now we've got a couple more friends on the phone later on. It's the Sportzilla Show with Rain and Matt on ESPN Radio and twitch.tv slash Talk. Listen to this. Mic check. Okay? Good. Here's your sports sound check. Got some sound check for you here, glue guy. Are you ready? Sure. Who do you want first? Uh, I gave you a preview for the Q Sports Talk audience on Twitch.tv. You forgot already, didn't you? See, you got Twitch going. Already. Oh, is Twitch going here? Yeah. Hold on. Move that down, and I will take care of that. It likes to unmute itself, and I don't know why. Because I didn't touch it. I didn't touch the volume on it. You're going to blame me, aren't you? Did you, you? did you use the mouse when I left the room? Totally. I uh, got Kev from Liverpool just jumping in there. He's watching from vacation. Hey, uh, Kev. Showbro Michael, of course, is now up the subscription uh, for three more months. Uh, Pitts Pogs Champs is in there. I uh, was saying hello to you. Uh, anything that's on your mind for Tim Roy, let us know. He's the voice of the Golden State Warriors. We will discuss the NBA playoffs. Uh, of course, the games yesterday and the games tonight. I think the Nets close out your Celtics. But I'll get to some KG audio for you in a second. Would you like me to start there, sir? Please, let's do that. To answer uh, my own question, I suppose. KG, re- or excuse me, KD, Kevin Durant responded to the water bottle-throwing incident with Kyrie. I guess KG was kind of part of this too, yeah, right? Yeah, With his comments about stepping on the logo. Uh, but these were his post-game remarks. You might have seen these circling around. Yeah, but I mean, it's unfortunate that this season even has to be asked, but um, someone tried to toss a water bottle at, at Kyrie, or did toss a water bottle at Kyrie um, as you guys were walking off the floor. Just your, your thoughts on just, again... Um, uh, an unfortunate act, and the fan was arrested. But just what can be done about, you know, again, protecting protecting players in situations like this? I mean, fans got to grow up at some point. I know that being in the house for a year and a half with the pandemic, um, got a lot of people on edge, got a lot of people uh, stressed out. Um, but when you come to these games, you got to realize, man, these, these, these men are human. You know, we're not animals. We're not in a circus. Uh, you coming to the game is not all about you as a fan. So have some respect for the game. Have some respect for these human beings. And have some respect for yourself. Your mother wouldn't be uh, proud of you throwing water bottles at, at basketball players or spitting on players or tossing popcorn. So grow the f*** up uh, and, and enjoy the game. You know, it's, bigger than, it's bigger than you. Kevin Durant's mom's a real MVP. I mean, she wouldn't be tolerating that either. No, she wouldn't. He's, he's absolutely right, though. You know, I was, I was reading Mark Stein, who covers, uh, obviously, sports reporter for the New York Times. 
He had tweeted out yesterday, tonight's fan trying to get out of the floor in the Washington 76ers game. You saw that where security, the kid kind of ran mid-court, ran down, tried to touch the backboard. Security, that dude flew out of the crowd (laughs) and tackled him. But that's five separate incidents of serious fan misconduct, five different cities in six nights here in the NBA playoffs. He went on to say, you know, the crowds are back. The honeymoon was very, very short. This kind of stuff just can't continue. I mean, how... we said it last week. I think it goes without saying. It sucked without fans, even in your watching from your couch. Correct. Not seeing that on your screen, that vibe. It's just, it just not cool. And uh, obviously, as you said, us watching from the couch, it was one thing. But the players felt the absence of the fans. And now fans are throwing water bottles or popcorn or spitting on them. Ryan, That's not cool. Ryan, Ro- Ryan Rocco, who is a Yankees, occasionally does Yankees games. He does Nets games. He does ESPN, NBA play-by-play, the R2C2 podcast with CC Sabathia, by the way, which is our RCC, R2C2. Isn't that clever? Yes. I mean, that's a Star Wars uh, tie-in. Uh, great podcast, though. But this is what Ryan said about this situation. I don't know if it's that different than what's happened in the past at games. I think we're just finally, rightfully, shining a light on it. For whatever reason, I think, you know, we've been accepting in the past of behavior that crosses the line. You know, we've kind of assigned it to certain fan bases. You know, we talk about the vitriol in places like Philadelphia, right, with their crowds, and we've kind of joked about, oh, that's Philly fans, you know, like that's the way they are. And it's like, well, well, no, but that's not okay. Like there's still certain things that are not okay. And I think what we're doing here is we're finally starting to shine a more focused light on what's not okay and trying to assign the appropriate repercussions to those actions so that it no longer is a part of sports. Yeah, I mean, imagine you can personally dislike Kyrie or the Celtics, but you got a full water bottle from distance with velocity. You hit him in the face and then suddenly he can't play. Even if I'm the opponent, even if I'm a Nets fan, I don't want to win because of circumstances like some bonehead does something like that and it takes Kyrie out of the game. Correct. The next game or the series. And or, vice versa for a Celtics fan. Or And that's just assuming, you know, maybe you bust up his eye a little bit and it's swollen, and but he recovers. What if you do something, some permanent damage, if it hits him in the eye or, or the something along those lines? You just, you just don't want to be the person responsible for an incident like this. You know, unfortunately, we have seen issues around the NBA with fans crossing the line. Somebody tossed a water bottle and it nearly hit Kyrie as he was walking to the tunnel. Obviously, completely unnecessary and just flat out stupid. Yeah, it's an absolute shame. Fans got to grow up at some point. You coming to the game is not all about you as a fan. So have some respect for the game. Have some respect for these human beings and have some respect for yourself. Your mother wouldn't be proud of you. Throwing- blah, blah, blah. You've already heard those comments that was a little bit, a little bit more of the post game and how that whole event played up or played out the other night. Well, we talk about Adam Silver being the best commissioner of all the four major sports. What can he do? I mean, they're, they're banning guys. Uh, there's arrests being made. I mean, they already, what can happen that prevents other fans from doing this? They already don't sell alcohol at for certain points Correct. within games. And when you're at the arenas, I mean, what else can you do? Are you going to because you, you know that the alcohol exacerbates the problem in a oh, lot sure. in the majority of these situations. Sometimes it's just a bonehead acting the fool. But for the most part, it's that or it's their, you know, their their friends encouraging them or 
my, I mean, you're sitting there, you're going, was he, was he filming that, trying to put that on social media somewhere? I mean, you're incriminating yourself if you do that nowadays. True. But for some people, that's, what, that's the clout. Is it that the word? Yes, is that, that the clout the they're word. trying to get, right? Is he trying to get clout? Is that what that is? Emmanuel quickly said somebody threw a beer at him in MSG after game two. Why? That's, that's in your home arena. So why are you doing stuff like this? All right, we're done with this portion of Soundcheck. It's ESPN Radio and the Sportzilla Show. I wanted to bring in, we shared the words of Asa Goldstock after they lost the Women's Lacrosse National Championship, and it was heartfelt. It hit you right in the feels. Uh, she just loved being a part of it. But I wanted to bring in Dan Sheehan, who also paid a little bit of tribute after, well, their win. Lemoyne men's team won an undefeated season, their sixth national championship in D2. Uh, but when it was all said and done, this is what he was left with in the postgame. Uh, there's a young man. Uh, his name is Caden, Caden Tubbert. We lost him. Don't have the exact number of days. He's a big reason for why we're here. He's a huge piece of, of our heart. He was with us every single day. He's on the field with us. He's in the locker room with us. One of those guys that... Uh, was a best friend to every single person in the locker room, was uh, probably my fourth kid. Uh, the amount of time that, that we spent together, yeah. So, yeah, there's uh, the point is there's a human aspect to sports. These athletes are human. The coaches are human. The players are human on all levels. Sometimes they're playing for something that's a little bit more important than what you might think, and then you go and act a fool, and you throw stuff, and you rush the court, and you're trying to hurt them. Yeah, stop doing that. All right, they they needed to win that for that for that teammate right there. Yes, for sure. That's what that was all about for him, for his family, for those kids. Uh, that's this something you might forget about. That's a memory they're going to take on for the rest of their life. So think before you uh, undertake stupid boneheaded actions. Am I right? You're right. I think I'm right. Preach. I have one last piece of audio. I have to air this for you. Okay. I have to. Um, Susan and John, um, the broadcasters for the New York Yankees. Well, it was the explanation of what a shin guard is the other day. And when playing the Rays, um, we've got a new piece of radio gold from John and Susan, uh, specifically Susan. And I learned something about KJ Choi that I didn't know before. Choi, when he was here as a Yankee, he wasn't here all that long. He was in the minor league system and was up a little bit here. Just a very interesting young man. He's the one who believes in ghosts. He talks to ghosts. That all started because there was a big talk about the Fister Hotel, which everybody says is haunted. Ah, I like the Fister I Hotel. The I didn't Fister know it was Hotel. haunted. I didn't know it was haunted either. I never saw any ghosts. Maybe they only show themselves to certain people. Could be. It's like uh, the aliens. <laughs> what do ghosts have to do with aliens? I have no clue. I, 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 there's like 20 ways I want to take that 30 seconds of radio gold, those two. Really? Uh, good to know about Choi that he believes in ghosts. Okay, yeah. There's a lot of fun shows on there if you want to watch those. Uh, you watch Mond Man and all that. And Is he scared when he's up there? I mean, good is question. He, is, he, is he thinking about the ghosts of, you know, the Yankee greats that are haunting Yankee Stadium or was it Monument Park? Others are afraid to go out there because there might be spirits. Or is he intrigued by them? Or is he intrigued? Does he channel that? Could be. That's an interesting conversation to have. I'm so glad I learned that from Susan Waldman. But she's acting like it's so far-fetched that someone believes in ghosts. I mean, <laughs> No, I think it's more common than you think, Susan. Oh, boy. This is ESPN Radio and the Sportzilla Show. 
Oh, she talks. We get content. Good stuff. Hey, and it's still a Tuesday. We'll be right back. The Sportszilla Show. Oh, yeah. Bringing the central New York sports fan together. You're supposed to wear your mask all over your nose. I'm not going to, so quit asking. Can everyone hear me okay? Can everyone listen up? You're killing me, Smalls. It's the Sportszilla Show with Rain and Matt on Twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio. Well, for Pete's sake, here we go again. Certain reporters, that's our sports festivus or airing of the grievances here. And you're killing me, Smalls, on the Sportsilla Show on ESPN Radio. What's the deal when you ask the same question over and over and over again, but a different way? And then you get surprised when athletes get frustrated with that. Not all reporters do this, and it's obviously just a few here. Uh, And I suppose the more you develop relationships as a reporter, you build trust with an athlete you cover them a lot and you're fair. You see that all the time. So Correct. much so that you ignore that. It's just when things get spicy. And in the grand scheme of things, with the number of reporters out there on, on big and small levels, on national levels, on local levels, and everything in between, you, you know, it's few and far between. It really is. But every once in a while, you get something good. So um, what is the quote? I know you have this, and I have the audio to back this up. That Venus Williams was asked by a reporter. Please set them up. Uh, Serena was asked excuse about me. it. Yes, Serena, excuse me. Uh, so after the win uh, versus her sister, Venus, she was asked, normally you smile when you win and you laugh. What happened tonight? Is it because you beat Venus or is it because you're thinking about the next match? What's wrong? And um, don't ask a question that you can't handle the answer for. Facts. More of this kind of stuff. It's 11.30. I don't, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't want to be here. I just want to be in bed right now and have to wake up early to practice. And, and I don't want to answer any of these questions. And you guys keep asking me the same questions. So it's uh, it's not really, you're not making it super enjoyable. <laughs> just being honest. <laughs> Is it about Venus again? You're a terrible reporter and you ask horrible questions. I don't want to be here, so it really doesn't matter who you are and what you ask me. I'm just going to be cranky and grouchy. But you know what? That was human, and I kind of want more answers like that. You get. And then these- he started following up a question, and she point blankly asked, is this about my sister again? Are you really going to do this again? I mean, Why? come on, just don't do that. It's funny. I want more honest answers like that because how often do you watch a post-game press conference and you get these standard stock answers where you can literally predict what they're going to say? I'd rather that. It was a lot more relatable, I felt like. I was like, wow, Serena, you're just like one of us, annoyed by stupid questions over and over again. Let's just from, one of us from now on, if you're running these press conferences, whether they're still via Zoom or in the room and the way they're opening up restrictions, just kind of figure out who the worst reporter is in the room and let them ask the first question. Then we'll get that. And then it's all good from there. There we go. It's all good. We're just going to break the tension, break the ice, dress the pink elephant in the room. Don't ask me. Dumb questions, and and we'll get some good stuff. I like that. I want more of that. You're killing me, Smalls. Let's come back with a voice of the Golden State Warriors to further break down the NBA playoffs. We do that next on ESPN Radio, the Sports Illustrated Show, on the Accelerate Sports Complex phone lines. Hang on. It's the SportsZilla Show with Rain and the Glue Guy on ESPN Radio and twitch.tv slash QSportsTalk. If you're up in it on Q Sports Talk, Twitch.tv, and you want to 
throw an NBA playoff-related question at The Voice, a longtime employee of the NBA, our good friend Tim Roy. Please feel free to do that. Sucks that he doesn't get to talk about his dubs anymore. Uh, We're going to get some great insight on the NBA playoffs so far. Um, I want to address the issue with the fans, and they're acting the fool, they're being boneheads. Um, but but I suppose I just in general want to know, do you enjoy the playoffs as much when the team that you are the play-by-play vo- uh, voice of is out of it? Can you still just be a basketball fan? Yeah, I can, I can still be a fan, and I I look forward to the games every night, and, and um, <clears throat> you watch them and try to digest them. It's obviously a lot more uh, intense when your team is in there because then you're watching not only – you know, to uh, as a basketball fan, as an MBA, guy who's an employee of the NBA, but also, you know, you watch because oh, I got to you know keep an eye on this series because if if we win our series, we're playing one of these guys next. Um, so yeah, you 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 watch it all and you kind of take it all in and and uh, you have fun with it. I mean, it's just it's the best time of the year is it's playoff time and and uh, you know the it's it's so so different. It's hard to explain to people how different the playoffs are, how intense they are, how every possession is, is crucial. And, and uh, you know, over 82 games, you know, there's got to be nights where a team hits the floor and they've got nothing emotionally, and you can see that. But in the playoffs, you can't do that. You have to come ready to play for every 24 second, every possession, every quarter. Um, and it's a different experience. You know, the, the spotlight's on everybody, and some players just – bask in the spotlight other players shy away from it and you can see pretty early on who those players are the ones that you know when the game's on the line they don't want the ball and so it's it's a whole different dynamic and uh it's so much fun to watch but uh but yeah i watch them all the time it's just more more fun when your team's in it boy are you uh setting me up for my julius randall question that's coming your way in just a few minutes uh, before we get into any of that, though, and, and addressing what's going on with the fans, I also wanted to just, do you have uh, anything for us? Uh, for those that don't know, Tim Roy, his voice of the Golden State Warriors, went to Utica College, and his, his travels early in his broadcasting career took him all over central New York, and sometimes we wait until the end, and you have a great story for us. <laughs> I, I want to address that now if you haven't. You always seem to do your homework and have a little something for us. Well, you know, it's 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 funny because I remember last time I mentioned about the the two guys who were on the the Warriors uh, who had who had played at Syracuse, and I spaced. And yeah, exactly. You 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 had you weren't ready. I threw you a curveball, and, and you weren't ready. Um, and it got me thinking. I actually, when I was at at Utica College, I got a press pass somehow, some way. Me and another guy got a press pass for. They used to have the ECAC, all right? That was Eastern you know, Eastern College Athletic Conference. And so uh, Syracuse had to play, say, Bonaventure to get into this to the tournament, I think it was. And uh, Syracuse was going to go in, I think, anyway. But So we get it, we get this press pass up at the old Rochester War Memorial, and, and we're up in the, the hockey box. We're way at the top. You, know, you almost have to bend over to sit down up there. And um, – and somehow St. Bonaventure came back and won. I think a guy named Sanders or somebody hit a shot at the end. And, and St. Bonaventure, like, was, you know, their, their fans rushed the floor and everything. And it was – this is probably, oh, I want to say, like, 78 or 79 maybe. Or maybe even 70 – yeah, probably 78, I think. And, um, and it, was, it was great fun. 
great fun. And, and I was reminded of that because there was really, you know, we, we, we applied for the press pass and, but because we wanted to go see the game, you know, but there was really, we had no duties there whatsoever. <laughs> we just wanted to get in and watch the game. And so we drove from Utica to Rochester and, and watched a, what was a very entertaining basketball game. I love taking you on trips down memory lane. We love that. Absolutely. Glue guy, go. Let's talk to these fans. Tim, we wanted to ask you about the boneheaded fans that have been just uh, making a mockery of the NBA and everything that they've been trying to do for this past couple of months. Now that fans are allowed to be back, excuse me, they're allowed to be back, and they're doing this kind of stuff, spitting on players, throwing water bottles, popcorns, and running on the court. What can Adam Silver and the NBA do to prohibit this moving forward? You know, you just have to keep, you know, keep the, the, the sentences severe and, um, and just, you know, try to, to uh, you know, just, again, it's about, about safety. And, you know, it, you go ahead and root for your team, boo the other team, but, you know, be civil about it. Be, you know, what if, if throwing stuff, run on the court, nothing good happens for that. You know, I mean, we used to all, you know, chuckle at the fact that the, you know, the, the vet in Philly had their own jail and courthouse for, for Eagles games, right? You know, downstairs and in that building. They used to have a judge, on, I guess, on duty on day of the game. You know, they'd bring people right in and, and uh, you know, get them locked up. And that was always – it was always kind of a chuckle, oh, that's Philly. Well, yeah, no, nah, it's not really Philly. It's everywhere. And, you know – uh, it's, it's okay to boo. It's okay to be it, but but let's 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 be better than than that. Let's be better than that. I think we can. I think we can. But we've kind of lost our edge. I think a little bit as a country, and 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 people are doing a lot more dumb things than I remember years gone by. What do you think about players stepping on the logo as a sign of disrespect? Even though during the course of a game, you know, all the players are stepping on the logo at one point or another. <laughs> Is KG right to be upset yeah, about it? I, I think if, if if I've lost that game, uh, I don't care where they're stepping. It's not a disrespect thing, you know. It's 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 a logo for God's sakes. Um, uh, I I don't think they should worry about that kind of stuff at all. I think it's it's I think that's really it's 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 kind of like the, the one thing in baseball I can never understand is the pitcher is getting mad if a guy hits hits a 500 foot home run and he kind of takes a victory lap on his way around the bases and the pitcher gets mad at him. I mean, you're the, you know, if you don't want that, don't give up a 500 foot home run, you know, it's easy. <laughs> Just don't do it. Uh, uh, but I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it, I, I don't think that's a big deal. You talked, uh, we're talking to Tim Roy, voice of the Golden State Warriors here on the Sports Illustrated show with ESPN radio. You, you talked about players that shrink under the pressure of the playoffs. You know, I'm looking at a young Ja Morant, even though they're not going to win that series against the Jazz uh, but very young, and he has stepped into the spotlight. Yes. He stepped into the light, and, and he has thrived. Julius Randle, most improved player, reinvented himself in the time off with the bubble, uh, came back uh, significantly better in all aspects of the game, but yet he's struggling. He went from averaging 24 to 17. Uh, he's still rebounding the ball, facilitating a little bit, but he's just not hitting shots. He's not playing within the flow. He's doing a little bit too much. They do run a lot of isolation for him. Can he find his game, and can the Knicks make this a series with Atlanta? Yeah, I think he can. I think he can find his game. I think, you know, first and foremost, you have to give um, 
you know, you have to give the, the Hawks some credit. They're, that's a good team they're playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, a, that's a really good coach they're playing, you know, against. Uh, he's doing a lot of things to make, you know, Randall's life a little bit, you know, harder in, in this series. And they're doing that. You know, the other part about this, too, is, is that, you know, he's playing a lot of minutes. He played a lot. And so, like, Derek Rose playing a lot of minutes. Yep. And, um, and I think, you know, Randall played a lot of minutes in the regular season. I think he and Barrett might have been in the top five of, of minutes played over the course of a season. And sometimes, you know, you, you go and you try it in an emotional series where you're, you're, you're all, you know, uh, excited about playing in this, and then you hit the throttle, and there's not as much there as you want because you, your body and your, your mind might be a little emotionally tired, and I wonder if that's part of it. But I think if you're a Nick fan, I think you, the takeaway I would take of this series right now to the moment is that they don't have enough guys that, that Tibbs really trusts to get out there. And, um, and they, they do they, – they, one thing where they're definitely behind the eight ball to Atlanta is that the Hawks have about two more shooters than the Knicks do. Two more guys they can throw the ball and rotate around the wing who can knock down a three. And I think that's that's been a little bit of, a, of, an, of an issue, at least in my mind. When the Hawks are able to get the ball moving, you know they can uh, you know they can knock down an, an open three. They've they've hit 15 more threes than the Knicks. It doesn't sound like a lot, but over four games, that's significant. You know that's that's a significant number over four games, and that's that means that the Knicks are starting every night almost operating at a deficit. Yeah, it's it's tough to watch, but I wonder. If uh, Clint Capella gave him a little bit of bulletin board material with some of his post-game comments, uh, there's enough um, expletives in it that I, I suppose I won't read it on the air. But sometimes that motivates teams, and you just hope that maybe something magical can happen for the Knicks. But I think uh, they've kind of exceeded expectations, and they've run out, and it's exposed that they've made a lot of strides, but they're not quite there yet. Let's ask one more question of Tim Roy, voice of the Golden State Warriors here on the Sports Hill Show on ESPN Radio. It pertains to the Nets and the Celtics, so I'm going to allow you to frame the rest of the question because you love the Celtics, Matt. Uh, Tim, is there a chance the Celtics win one more game in this series, or is it over tonight? I think I think it's over tonight, but um, but you know, stranger things have happened again. I think the last time we we spoke, I think it was. Um, you know, the thing I would say about the Nets going into the postseason is that they have three guys who are probably in the top five or six of guys in the league that you can throw the ball to, and they're going to get you a good shot. You know, with a shot clock winding down, Irving, Harden, or Durant, take, you take your pick. Uh, those guys are going to get you a good shot. And if those guys are, are playing and they're playing, you know, and playing well, it's going to be hard to beat them because – you know, Kevin Durant, you still can't get to that fade-back fade jumper. You can't get to James Harden when he's making all those moves. And Irving might be the best one-on-one point guard in the league. So I think it's going to be very difficult. And I think I think Boston has a really uh, interesting and I think very important offseason. I think they have some decisions they have to make. Well, with a little bit of free time with the dubs not being in it, we're definitely going to make sure we reach out from time to time for the rest of the duration of these NBA playoffs and Pick your brain a little bit. Tim Roy, thanks for the time, man. We really appreciate you. No, no, no problem. Uh, you can't call me tomorrow, though. I'm, I'm re-alphabetizing my spice rack. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't everybody after the calendar flips to June? <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, Tim. Thanks so much. This is ESPN Radio, the Sports right. Show.
Oh, we've got one half of Spade and Fitz. Jason Fitz should be answering the phone next. <laughs> it's the Sports Zella Show with Rain and the Glue Guy, Matt, on ESPN Radio. Yes, sports fan. And twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk. Maybe Jason Fitz thinks it's a Monday. Probably. It could be. It's, it's Tuesday, though, the Tuesday after Memorial Day. We were feeling some Monday action when we first got on the air. I still think we're feeling some Monday action. Oh, we definitely are. How's everything as we uh, dig a little deeper here into hour number two of the Sports Illust Show on ESPN Radio with no Jason Fitz? We can still tackle a few of the subjects that we wanted to ask him about, if that's all right with you. Let's do it. Uh, I wanted to address the situation with Marcel Ozuna. And, you know, here's the thing. We've got Yankees on deck tonight at 6 o'clock, and we have to talk about how terribly they've been playing. And there's a guy named Domingo Herman that still... I, I find myself, I will root for Yankee players to succeed. He is one that I can't individually. It's just the sweater that I root for because I find him reprehensible. And I understand he went on to marry his girlfriend at the time that he, he beat up. I mean, that's what he did. It was domestic assault. Um, there's no disputing that. That's a fact. He's admitted to it. Um, uh, they have moved on. The Yankees moved on. He paid a penance, I suppose, with the suspension and, and everything else. Uh, but then Marcelo Zuna... Uh, there was a rumor before he re-signed with the Braves that he was actually a target at one point in the outfield for the Yankees. Uh, rumors, you know, Correct. these yes. Major League Baseball offseason hot stove rumors happen. Well, it didn't happen. He went back to Atlanta. And needless to say, uh, thankfully, there was an well, there was an incident that I don't think he should go back to Atlanta and play anymore. He was arrested and charged with the, with the following: aggravated assault by strangulation under the Domestic Violence Act. Um, by the way, the victim did have visible injuries, but was not transported to the hospital. And he was charged with battery under the D- Domestic Violence Act. Preliminary investigation revealed this incident to be domestic related between the suspect and his wife. Blah, blah, blah. This can't. It's strangulation. Uh, I, it, any form of physical violence against a woman, your wife, uh, whatever. Then you throw in strangulation. Uh, the privilege of playing Major League Baseball should not be yours anymore. Uh, we can look at Ray Rice. Uh, there's just sometimes this is inexcusable because I, I think that you're let off the hook. And, and yes, I, I, you make a mistake if it's, it, you know, there's incidents where it's a one time isolated incident. It's not necessarily the character of the, of the individual. And well, you've got to let your average Joe, Joe Schmo who does something like this, you know, get a job and be employable and things like that. I don't know how far I want to break this down, but when it comes to being a major league baseball player gone at, at, the, at the very least, since this is a sports talk show, we can focus it there. You're done. I, I don't want him on my team. I, I, I have a hard time rooting for Domingo Herman and he overall has performed well for the Yankees. Correct. Who are not playing well right now. But I can remove the fact no, that Domingo Herman is one of the few bright spots on this team currently. I remove the fact that it's my favorite team and my fandom. And you know what? I would rather that he didn't hit his wife than the Yankees won a baseball game because of him. Agreed. And you know what? And if you're a Braves fan, you want your team to be good. But do you need a guy like that on your team? Not at all. Strangled his wife. And yes, there's due process. We understand all of that and investigations and everything, but uh, he also hit her with his cast as well. Yeah, he's he's been out in injured reserve. He had a cast on from a previous injury, and he hit her with the cast. Uh, and there were visible 
visible injuries. Wounds. You should no longer be playing for the Atlanta Braves, in my humble opinion. Uh, but what do I know? That's one of the things we wanted to discuss with Jason Fitz. I'm sure he would have had an interesting take on that. ESPN Radio and the Sports Silla Show. I wanted to ask him, being that it was co-workers, Kenny Mayne. I want to ask him a little bit about Kenny Mayne, a little bit of a residual from last week and the Aaron Rodgers final interview. Yep. And Kenny May telling Aaron Rodgers, you know, bleep you. We could have gotten some good information there. I still think that that was hilarious. And I, you know what? Sports Center me- needs more stuff like that. Yes, it does. Um, just spice things up, make it a little bit more interesting. Kind of plays into the reporters asking the same old questions over and over and over again, uh, just in different ways. And athletes just giving you either standard stock answers or occasionally we get some gems where they're. Perfectly honest. You're seeing a little bit more of that. Yes, you are. With Naomi and with Serena. And, you know, people have to realize these athletes are human and fans acting a fool as a result of that. You have to remember to be human, too. And we wanted to ask Jason Fitz about all of that as well, especially the fans. And what can Adam Silver do? I think that's what I keep going back to because we put uh, Adam Silver on this pedestal of being a great commissioner. And I don't know what he can do. Because the sentences are pretty high. You're banned from the arena for life. I don't know how much further you can go. Do I you? I think that you have to push it into the realm of... of Legal? You, you know, a, a permanent ban or whatever from the arena is one thing, but you've got to push it into the legal avenue. Agreed. Otherwise, they don't care. You know what I mean? They'll find a way. You wait it out a couple of years, you sneak in. You know, grow a beard. Yeah. Grow a beard, cut your hair different, find a way... Uh, don't drink when you go to the games. I, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's For you, put a wig on. Yeah, just put a wig on. There you go, and, and it, take care of the problem. Here's uh, Woj talking about a record he wants to see broken in 2021. Players should not be subjected to this, and so this is certainly a trend that the league wants very much to stop. I think individual teams do also do, too, and you're seeing uh, arenas, uh, teams filing criminal charges against uh, individuals. The hope in the league is that kind of deterrent. Not just that you're going to get your tickets taken away or you're going to get banned from an arena, but that you're going to face criminal charges that that ultimately is going to stop this. It hasn't yet. Yeah, there you go. I, I think I'm in agreement with Woj, right? That seems to be uh, yeah. a narrative that's picking up some steam more and more going, yeah, you're going to have to, it, it clearly just taking away the tickets or banning them from arena is not working. The next step is uh, when you see enough uh, boneheads that do this and fans across the country, uh, what did we say? It was six days and five incidents in five different cities. Correct. In the NBA playoffs. Um, that's that's how you deter it. You do it, you're going to jail. It's it's real simple. And then you're going to lose your job and you're going to embarrass yourself and your family and your friends and your place in your little local communities. And you played yourself. Yeah. And everybody's going to laugh at you. Like literally, you're you're the clown that got banned from going to the, you know what I mean? Yo, hey, what are you guy. guys doing? We're we got tickets. We're going to the game. What are you doing? I can't go. Oh, oh. why? Tell us why. You don't want to be in that position in your life. I just don't think that you do. It's also um, June first. That's correct. Uh, which means now you can start to maybe see some of these trades, like uh, Julio Jones or an Aaron Rodgers. Or maybe a Deshaun Watson, because we haven't heard his name in a while. Uh, the adjustment of dead cap money is a big thing, and that happens on June 1st. Uh, those are some great examples. The other thing is also you can now start recruiting. Ooh. Yeah, think about that for you know Syracuse football, for example. You can get face-to-face 
with a student athlete and see about getting them to come play a particular sport at your college. I like June 1st. We haven't been able to do that in a while. This pandemic's been crazy. Well, now everything's good to go. So those are a couple of variables. Just simply by flipping the date on the calendar, we could see some fun things to talk about over the next couple of days. Let's go. Let's fire up these trades. Come on, trade Aaron Rodgers. That's two weeks of stuff to talk about. For sure. I mean, it has been with him not being traded, so I can't imagine what him being traded would do for us. There's always an NFL soap opera or two to talk about, but we want to ramp that up to like 10. Because if that happens, then then there's speculation of all these other players that can now get traded because their dead cap money shifts. And, of course, we on the flip side of that, as far as recruiting, we want to know who the hell's going to come play football at our favorite school that won one game last year. We don't ever see a three-team trade in the NFL or it rarely happens, I would love to see a Texans, Packers, and Seahawks three-team trade. Who gets what quarterback? Yeah. The quarterback carousel? That's correct. That actually isn't a terrible idea. You've had worse. It would. Thank you. So have I. We'll pause right there. Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio. Odds Makers is next. What are the odds? This is Odds Makers. It's the Sportzilla Show with Rain and Matt on ESPN Radio and twitch.tv slash QSportsTalk. We had a little bit of a conversation earlier about Boston College beating the Syracuse women's lacrosse team in the NCAA title game 16-10. to 10. We had a little bit of a conversation about the LeMoyne men's team winning their sixth national championship. We played you some audio from AC Goldstock, Syracuse women's lacrosse goalie. Uh, we played you... The comments of Dan Sheehan of Lemoyne, their coach. And, of course, you're going to get a little bit more, I'm sure. Plenty of thoughts and discussion with Axe on the block after 4 o'clock. That's my prediction for today. Um, as far as my prediction about whether or not the Knicks win it in 7, well, they've got to win tomorrow. And did Clint Capella give them bulletin board material? Of I'd, course. I'd say 100% on that, right? Yes, yes, he did. Um, is that enough with what you've seen the Knicks' regular season turned into some struggles in the playoffs. Can they revert back to being that team, or have they gotten themselves in too much of a hole now? I will give it a 10% chance that the Knicks are able to come back and win. I just feel like Julius Randle has um, gone away with the pressure, and he's not the same player that you were calling an MVP throughout most of the season. He was playing like one. He's definitely not playing like one right now. Clint Capella said the Knicks are trying to play tough, push our guys around and talk bleep, but we can do that too. We can push our guys we can push guys around too. We can talk bleep as well. So what are you going to do about it? Uh, he said that he's they're going to send the Knicks on vacation. Quote, we'll send you on vacation. That's Listen, you know what? Maybe it fires him up to get another win, but when it's all said and done, I don't know if there's enough quite left. Uh, not enough roster, not enough guys in the roster that can shoot the three. That's what Tim Roy told us, the voice of Golden State Warriors a few minutes ago, and, and I think he's spot on. They're just a player or two away. They have made massive progress this year, just not enough to get there yet. Uh, you as a Knicks fan weren't thinking playoffs before the season. No. You were thinking, okay, let's try to win. How many games? Maybe 25, 30? They've developed Emmanuel quickly a little bit. They've got a couple of injury issues that they got to deal with. I mean, their starting center, Mitchell Robinson, has had two freak injuries this year. Yep. Uh, that that takes away a little bit of depth. Um, obviously, he's disruptive in the lane. He rebounds. He blocks shots. Nerlens Noel has been great, but I think that that ankle is a little bit worse than... They're trying to make it seem. Yeah. So, we'll see. Um, at least, it, I thought it was going to be a series 
And maybe not so much. Now, uh, it was at first, the first two games, and then not so much. Uh, but now you're looking at, hey, Carmelo and the Blazers and the Nuggets, they're 2-2. The Lakers and the Suns are 2-2. Those are going to be interesting. I think the Nets demolish the Celtics. It looks like it looks like the Wizards, even though they beat the 76ers, that series is pretty much over. And the Jazz, it's just not the right time for the Grizzlies yet. John ja Moran is young. He is phenomenal. But there's not enough there yet either. Well, it's the John ja Moran show, and that's pretty much it. There's really no one else on that team who can truly help propel them past the Jazz. I'm with you in the 10 to 15% range for the Knicks, even getting it to a Game 7, let alone coming back and winning the series. Uh, the Nets closing out the Celtics, though, tonight. What are the odds that happens? I'm going to go 70%. I just think it's a 30% chance that the Celtics win. Um, there's a lot of injuries with this Celtics team. Uh, Kemba Walker being one of them, Jalen Brown being another. And it's the Tatum show, and I don't know how much Tatum can do against three guys like we talk about with Irving, Harden, and Durant. I'm going 90% that the Nets take them out tonight, not just to mess with you because it's your Celtics. I just think it's there. They're just going to they're gonna close this out. They're too good. Give them, You know what? It gives them a couple days to rest their bodies too. Correct. Uh, let's just get this series over with, and let's just wait it out and move on to round two. Uh, did you see the stat from uh, the last game when Durant, Irving, and Harden scored at 104 points by themselves? That was the most by a trio at any playoff game in NBA history. Except for who are the two guys? Smush Parker, who's the other guy that was on the Laker, Lakers when Colby had his 81? Because I'm totally joking. I'm messing around with you. But yeah, didn't, um, didn't they exceed 104? That, that's correct. Probably yes. 81 of them were Kobe's. Yes. That was crazy. Um, I don't think you're going to see anything like that to counteract those three. No. They move on. That's for sure. This is Odds Makers in the Sports Illustrated Show on ESPN Radio. So uh, what are the odds the Yankees shake things up a little bit? We'll discuss this more. Yankees on deck returns to ESPN Radio at 6 o'clock tonight for all the Yankee fans out there. Well, I, w- I want to flip that and ask you, to be honest with you, is it going to be a major trade or is it going to be a minor one like we saw with Juan Peralta? Um, you know, I-, I feel the way Cashman does things, it might be minor. He might try to incrementally increase a couple of, uh, to increase productivity out of a couple of different positions. But I feel like the fan base demands and wants a major one. I feel like you might have to. You might have to do something big to get the attention of everybody in the locker room because it's not there. They're too good on paper and there's too much talent to be this futile for this long. Even when they were winning games, they weren't doing it because the offense was truly being productive the way that it should be. This is a team that should be going... Scoring six, seven, eight, nine. It should be blowing some of these teams out, and they're just not doing that. Pitching staffs are dominating a team that should be far better than it is right now. True, very true. Uh, it, this is not lip service at this point. There's a track record of a couple of months of baseball that plays this out, and if you look at where their numbers have sank to, about the only team worst, just in the American League East, is the Baltimore Orioles, but overall in the American League, the Yankees are at the bottom. Who have lost 14 straight. Yeah, they're terrible. And Horrible. I think it's 22 out of 23. That's correct. If you extend that out even further. Uh, needless to say, they're a horrible baseball team, and the Yankees offensively are not performing much better. What are the odds that you could throw 27 pitches like Jacob DeGrom did in his last start, 100 miles an hour or faster? I don't think I could do it once. Um, I don't think I could throw two pitches, and you could add the scores together and the sum total <laughs> of that number would be a hundred miles an hour. And if I did, my arm would fall off. Yes, it would. If if I if I went like forty nine and fifty one on two pitches, my arm would just fall right off. You'd have noodle arm the rest of your life. He's one of the few guys that I would choose to start 
uh, a Yankees playoff game over Garrett Cole. I can't think of anybody else, to be honest with you. He's, I mean, Shohei Otani simply because he can bat, but just pure pitching, there's nobody better on the planet right now than Jacob deGrom. No, for sure. If you're just looking for straight-up pitching and even hitting, deGrom could do both. With the June 1st date, uh, with the calendar now flipping and this dead cap money issue, uh, where basically you can make a transaction and it won't cost you so much, just sitting there on your cap, do we start to see movement with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers? I, I say 10% over the next week. I, I, maybe you'll you'll hear more rumors, but I don't think anything happens in the immediate future over, these next week, over this next week or two. Uh, I, I'm going to give it a 30% chance that he's moved at all throughout this calendar year. So you think he stays? Yes, I do. Interesting. Do other players start to get traded, though? Will you see Julio, Ju- Julio Jones? Excuse me. I'm going to go 80%. We see Julio Jones traded within this this month, to be honest with you. And he, he's going to go before Aaron Rodgers. Yes. You, know, you really don't feel like Aaron's going anywhere when no. it's all said and done. Uh, I think it's too much dead cap for a team to get him this year. Next year, I think it's more movable, a more a more movable contract. Excuse me. Odds makers on ESPN Radio with the Sports Illustrated show it's rain and matter. What are the odds that the O's do break that fourteen game losing streak? Zero uh, percent. They're going against the Twins tonight. <laughs> They're going to lose again. Yes. Yeah, that might be a thing. Uh, based on the audio we shared with you of John Sterling and Susan Waldman a little bit earlier. Uh, about ghosts and KJ Choi, who is on Tampa, was at one point a Yankee, by the way. Uh, this was the dialogue in case you missed it, and then we'll give you some odds. Oh, hang on, my bad. Choi, when he was here as a Yankee, he wasn't here all that long. He was in the minor league system, was up a little bit here. Just a very interesting young man. He's the one who believes in ghosts, he talks to ghosts. That all started because there was a big talk about the Fister Hotel, which everybody says is haunted. Oh, ah, I like the Fister I Hotel. The I didn't Fister know it was haunted. I didn't know it was haunted either. I never saw any ghosts. Maybe they only show themselves to certain people. Could be. It's like uh, the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds that maybe they saw angels in the outfield? Is that a possibility? It very well could be. Yeah. Uh, Danny Glover was in that movie. Tony Danza was in yes, that movie. Yep. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Was in that movie. Did you realize that? No, I didn't. Yeah, they were all in that movie. Good he, to know. Um, did KJ Choice see it when he was a kid? Perhaps. Uh, has this th- a thought process, uh, is that pervaded the entire clubhouse and locker room of Tampa? Are they all channeling... Spirits or ghosts or which would uh, explain why they're doing so well. Is it a higher power? Are they guided by something that is bigger than all of us? You know, I felt like John Sterling had a me moment right there, where Susan brought up brought up the hotel, and all of a sudden John was listening again. Oh, the hotel? It's haunted. What? He's like, I'm not going to be staying there anymore. I'm not. I wasn't even listening to you to begin with. Well, okay, Susan. That's baseball. That's baseball, Susan. What? 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 The hotel is haunted. And what does the aliens have to do with ghosts? How does that subject come up? That's a good question. How did she find that out? Was that in the pregame interview? Uh, good question. Uh, she must have talked to a few people within the staff and... She asked to give a tidbit about the player, and someone said, yeah, he believes in ghosts. That's just, you know, it's, it's just weird. That's that's the post-game interview that's a little bit different than, you know, dealing with mental health issues. No, let me tell you about something that I believe. I wonder how many other players believe that. And ghosts? And what's the level of that? And is it does it 
is it a more prevalent thought process at certain places, like maybe at Fenway Park or at Wrigley Field, as opposed to, like, how does this come about? That's just a bizarre thing. Do you think about that when you're at the plate? Probably not. I think that'd be a weird time to think about that. That is a crazy, crazy. What are the odds you believe in ghosts and or aliens? Um, we're going to be getting, it's like, it's almost like uh, the little league world series, the background, what's your favorite TV show, your favorite food, <laughs> your favorite color. Uh, this is what we're going to have to start dealing with during commentary during games, because all they do is strike out. Uh, there's no offense when the team's terrible. This is all we can rely on. Let's give you the team's numbers. Oh wait, they haven't done anything. They're really bad right now. I mean, that's basically the way that this plays out, right? Pretty much. What do you got for me? Oh, no, I was just looking at the uh, Yankees lineup here. Oh, what is it? Give it to me. Uh, DJ LeMahieu, third base tonight. Odor, second base. Judge DHing, Geo, short. Mike Ford, first base. Gary Sanchez catching. Andujar, left. Gardner, center. Frazier, right field. And Domingo Herman on the mound. I think they should feel the ghost of Lou Gehrig, the ghost of Babe Ruth. Uh, I mean, there's a few others. The ghost of Roger Clemens and George Steinbrenner's box. I mean, there's... There's plenty of others that they could bring back. No Stanton tonight. Interesting. Very interesting. Is he hurt or is this just a maintenance load management day off? I hope it's a rest day. A lot of questions that we can answer. Once again, Matt and I will be back. We'll give you Yankees on deck at 6 o'clock. But let's close it out next. Uh, we'll give you the last thing that we'll say today and get you ready for Brent Axe at the top of the hour on ESPN Radio. The SportsZilla Show with Rain and Matt. Can everyone hear me okay? Okay, well, so we've made some amazing adjustments. And, okay. Here's the last thing we'll say today on ESPN Radio, ESPN, and twitch.tv slash QSportsTalk. I feel like we went X-Files, like Stranger Things. I mean, Space Invaders, when all aliens and whatnot. Uh, Kevin from Liverpool in our Twitch chat, QSportsTalk, said he has not seen a ship. Uh, also, if there were ghosts, you'd see them all the time. KJ Choi. It's got us all thinking about some things other than the game, which if you're a Yankees fan might be all right. It's the best thing in the world. They slipped out of the power rankings. Their offense is anemic and Yankees on deck is back at six o'clock with Matt and myself to discuss all of that. I'm sure it'll make a Red Sox fan happy. Uh, see Brent Axe at the top of the hour. Anytime we talk about the New York Yankees here on the Sports Illustrated ESPN Radio, it's brought to you by William Attar. If you're hurt in a car, call William Attar 444-4444. Now, that being said, uh, we only got a couple of minutes left before we get out of here. So the last thing that we'll say today, this pertains to, I wanted to bring up this conversation, and you may have heard about this. You said to me when I asked you about it, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that a couple of months ago. The comparisons between Joe Theismann and Alex Smith and the injury that they had, and it's... Freaky. I mean, we're talking about ghosts and spirits and supernatural and just sometimes things happen that are almost unexplainable. Like the coincidences are they're chilling. If you really think about it, the unexplainable. Ooh. So you ready for this? Sure. Let's break this down. The injury to both broken right tibia and fibula. The date that it happened to Joe Theismann, November 18th, 1995, November 18th, 2018, for Alex Smith. By the way, both Washington Redskins quarterbacks here. We all know this, right? Yes. Or football team. Uh, football. The Washington football team. The location, a home game, both happened in Washington, D.C. The 39-yard line in both occasions. Final score in both games, 23-21. to 21. Injury caused by 
For Joe Theismann, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, Lawrence Taylor. The injury to Alex Smith caused by three-time player of Defensive Player of the Year, J.J. Watt. Not, what? not playing in said game for Joe Theismann. Pro Bowl left tackle Joe Jacoby off the field due to injury. Now, with Alex Smith, who's not in the game? Oh, the Pro Bowl left tackle Trent Williams, who was off the field due to injury. That's creepy stuff. That's creepy. That's very creepy. Very weird. The coincidences between the two, especially on the same day, the same part of the field. Very, very odd. It's weird. Like, I think about, you know, we were talking, we were kind of talking about the Yankees uh, to open things up here in our final segment, but David Cohn and his perfect game. It was on the day they honored Don Larson. Yep. Through 88 pitches. Yogi Berra was number eight. And and every time that subject comes up, they bring all of these, I don't just spooky, creepy, chilling, ha- weird happenstance, just these numbers. And it's like the coincidences they do. So you wonder if there's some kind of supernatural powers in there. Maybe KJ Choi's on to something. So can we talk about the text messages sent between Ichiro and Tom Brady real quick? Um, Yeah, that. Ichiro did not know who Tom Brady was. Yeah, he asked the, some of the coaches in 2017, who the F is Tom Brady? Yeah, uh, that, that was all because he got the number from Alex Rodriguez, <laughs> and they were trying to figure out, you know, his stretching and workout routine and things like that. And Ichiro was like, I don't know who Tom Brady is, with more colorful language. Brent X on the block next, CSPN Radio Sports Illustrated. Show back tomorrow, too. Have a good rest of your night. We'll see you at 6 for Yankees on deck, if so inclined.